that's welcome cool. To, welcome to, we'll, we'll hope, hopefully that's to actually the Geek Pod. Welcome to the Geek Pod. Uh, my name is Brett. My name is Clayton. My name is Dylan. And I'm Damien. And, and I'm Brett. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> Brett. Yeah, he's our special guest all the time. I'm wearing the same shirt as Dylan. Yes, he is. All college hike. Let's go. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Well, you guys are. You should be wearing this tomorrow. Uh, well, it could be tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to it. That's a very good point. You know what? Yeah. Dylan's eating a giant jumbo sweetheart. <laughs> it's jumbo sweetheart. Uh. So we're here to talk about some digital manipulation, and I'd say there's plenty of that in the world. We've been talking about that recently in some classes, and it's quite crazy how there's different things like that in the whole world, and... You know, let's let's get some opinions, guys. What do you think about the digital manipulation just happening in in the world? You want to go around in a circle, Brett? Oh, I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna start if you'd like. Okay. okay, so the thing that I hate the most about digital manipulation is food ads. Food ads. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> of how thing. they're like, oh, this is so amazing and whatnot, and and then it's it's not. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's just like way far below what they advertise. So it's like, you just, you get those TV ads, drive to McDonald's, and you get this splatter, like it came off a line, and it's just like, you saw the ad, and then you just drove all this all this time to get to that McDonald's just for a lump of disappointment. I mean, yeah, but is it really going to matter, honestly, when you eat it? I mean, it tastes the same, probably. <laughs> and whenever they show it on the commercial, it's all made with, like, paint and plastic. Yes, yeah, right. True. true. So, fake, but. I mean, I guess it's just setting you up for disappointment, but I don't know. Maybe you're the fool for believing it. Ooh, ooh, ooh food that's for thought. The, that's, that's a deep. topic food right there. Food for thought. Ooh, that's... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so this turned deep real quick. Yeah. I mean, I've always been when I was a kid, I was like, wow, that looks really appetizing. I'm going to go get that. Especially, honestly, there would be times where I would watch SpongeBob and I'd see, you know, Krusty or Krabby Patty on the show. And I was like, I want to go get some McDonald's. And I'd see McDonald's <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, they got this new toy in the kids' meals and I want to go get it. And then I get there and I'm like, it's not as good as it looked, but it's still pretty good. And it's not quite a Krabby Patty. But, you know, it'll do. Um, That's cool. It's kind of crazy so, how that affects, like, thinking, like, how good that looks. It's, like, how it can affect people's, like, mindsets on, like, oh, that looks really good. I want to get it. Or some kid's going to see it. Or, like, see, like, your SpongeBob analogy. It's, like, you see that. And, I mean, it's not really digital manipulation, but it kind of coincides with all those ads. And it's just, like, wow, you can get a whole audience to go get some food. Yeah, it's very And then pay for it, and then they just give it to you, and it's like, what are you going to do? They have your money already. You yeah. might as well eat Sub- it. Subconscious sort of advertisement. You're you're uh, watching SpongeBob, and it's not even one of the main points of it. It's, uh, you know, the Krabby Patty. But then you see a McDonald's ad, which they run, like, at least once per, per ad cycle. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that seems pretty good. And you just keep seeing it and keep seeing it, and then you just you go, you hopefully go buy it. Um Craving some McDonald's right now. Glad ours is open 24 7. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean I took took a Photoshop class in high school and it was pretty cool just seeing like all the stuff that you can do in Photoshop. Like I made this one like project and it was just like this dude and he had like a force field around him and it was, it was just, I don't know, it just looked really cool. And I was pretty proud of it and I was like, this is pretty this is pretty sweet, but like it's just kind of weird how much they can do, like in those makeup, like the like the Olay commercials or whatever, whatever those makeup brands are, mm-hmm. of like, 
they're just manipulating some of the models and they just don't even look like the same person anymore. Mm. Or they, you know, take off 30 pounds from the model and, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, for, wait, no, don't take that wrong. <laughs> I'm saying, no, 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 I'm oh, saying, man, we're gonna have no, 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 I'm saying, we're it's okay. It's okay if you have that extra thirty pounds. They don't need to take it off. That's what I was trying to say. So <laughs> no one's going to listen to our podcast now. You just that's it. It's <laughs> over. Not it's over. No. Dang it. Um, <laughs> Dang it. It's okay. Yeah, they're bad for doing that. Don't do that. Show people like they are because it's just going to lead to an unreal expectation of the product and the person who is portraying the product that's and what you should be as a person. So I mean, also with with that. The crazy thing is, is they could hire literally any model, yeah, almost, and then just make them look how they would want them to look. You could probably pretty much, and you could probably pay them less because you know that they're not. Yeah, you could probably hire looking. literally anybody. You could probably just drag a dude off the street and be like, "Hey, man, do you want to be in?" An yeah, ad? I'm gonna pay you like hundred bucks. You're like hundred bucks. Oh some my. homeless dudes like, yes, give him a haircut, you know, slap some clothes on him, then you know, afterwards Photoshop him up. Look him look all, make him look all chiseled like you know, Channing Tatum or something. He's like, wah, and he's not really that. It's just home. It's just, it's just a hobo. And so, um, I don't know. That brings a good thing into like the deep fake things too, because you could do that with the deep fakes. Which yeah, you can. Yeah, that's kind of what something I was trying to maybe bring up in class. Today, but I don't think I really got. You know, I didn't really know where I was going at the time. It's <laughs> like you can take someone's face and like overlay somebody else's like features to where like maybe someone else's doesn't have like as you know strong facial structure or whatever mm-hmm. and like you just overlay it to where like you can make them better looking or you can like fix all the stuff that's wrong with their face or <laughs> like <laughs> all the imperfections so like you can just totally erase all that and make them look perfect and then you see that and you're like oh my gosh is this what I'm supposed to look like and then you feel bad about yourself and that really sucks and am so, I supposed to look like Tom Cruise yeah I mean <laughs> Am I supposed to be five two, <laughs> like Tom Cruise? <laughs> um, I guess should we? Should I kind of explain what deep fakes are from a technical perspective suppose, for those? Yeah, um, yeah. those at, sitting at home. Yeah, those sitting in your armchairs listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, um, so a deep fake. Um, we're going to talk about AI and um, machine learning next week. Next week, probably. So stay tuned. Yeah, but a deepfake uses machine learning to um, analyze a specific person's face and the um, ways that it changes whenever they communicate or make different facial expressions. Um, and then it takes all of that data. So it would have to like look through hundreds of hours to actually make it look super realistic. But once it, once it does all that, um, then it can scan a video of a different person and then overlay each specific feature um, that it found on the mm-hmm. on the 100 hour scan onto that one person and then it, it makes it so that um, the faces almost look like they're it's supposed to be there I don't know yeah, yeah. like the thing that gets me the most about deepfakes is that you know you see those crappy things you're like oh you can put your face on someone else and you just have to like you know what Delo was talking about ter- earlier today is when you have to like click their like eyes and like their nose and like little you know creases in their face and stuff to get it where it thinks it should be mm-hmm. but like with deep fakes it, it like their face and stuff moves along with like their eyes like move and stuff it's not just like it's just stuck on there like one of those snapchat filters where you can just put someone else's face on yours like the mouth moves and everything like the just like 
like the smile, like the face muscles are like they all move too. Yep. And that's the thing that makes the most realistic looking. And it's just like, it gets hard to tell even as of right now and the technology is so new. And I mean, like in 10 years, yeah, that's like, that's even stretching like two years, you know, we could have deep fakes that are totally um, non-discernible from the real thing. Mm. And that's really scary in my opinion. Um, I mean, that could definitely be um, manipulated and used for personal gain, political gain, financial gain, all those things. Yeah, so at what point do video and photos become um, not able to be used in court? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember having that brought up in either in class or was that one of the articles maybe? I, don't, I think it was probably one of the articles. Yeah, I remember reading that and I was like, that's a really good point actually because it's like eyewitness stuff is almost never reputable to, unless you have like at least three to four people that say the same exact thing. And you're like, okay, maybe it's real. But if there's one eyewitness, you can almost never trust him in court. But like photos have been hard evidence for a while. And like video has been hard evidence for a while. Like, oh, we have you on camera. That's why they have security cameras. Mm-hmm. And you're like, we got you on video doing this. This is you. And then you could be like, no, it's not. Someone, you know, superimposed me into that. So it's like, you know, it becomes he said, he said, she said because of, you know, this new technology. And that sucks because it's like, what else do you use? Like, what else do you use to prove crimes besides, like, fingerprints and stuff? Or what if you don't have that available in this sort of situation? It's just really, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't well, it's like very it. easy, too. Like, as, as we talked about one time in class, and they just, he was like, it's so easy to use. Like, anybody can go use these apps. It's like, not, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to even come close to using any of the applications whatsoever. It's just like any old joke and just go put up just a few like little points or whatever like we were saying and just let the algorithm do its work and then voila you have little plain Jane turning into like Emma Watson or something and yeah and I mean like cool. that that face app that was popular like last month that was by the Russian company or whatever that oh, yeah. started yeah. That, I don't, is that still in the app store or that got taken down? I'm pretty sure it got taken down I think maybe but that was pretty darn good you would make you look either younger or older, older or yeah, that's crazy. whatever really you wanted, it could really manipulate it quite well. And, you know, I, I have a picture of myself on there of what I will probably look like when I'm older. I'm like, honestly, that's probably a little bit accurate at least. And it's cool to see that, but at the same time, they, they have a copy of, like, everyone's faces. <laughs> they say that they don't, and they, like, you know, uh, don't keep the data, but, you know, obviously they do. It's a database. Um, they just naturally store data. Like, it's always going to be there. Like, And it's like, I'm not one who's super worried or paranoid about that like the government keeping your face or another country's government keeping your face it's like honestly what are you gonna do like what are you gonna do with my likeness i mean i'm not the president of the united states or as you know important statesman or something but it's like you know that doesn't bother me too much but i mean it could you know it's just kind of scary of what they're why why do they have such a big you know repository of of images of your face it's like they, you know, I mean, there are so many people on social media saying, like, oh, this is what it look like whenever I'm 85 years old. And it's like, that was all over social media. And so it's like, they probably have millions of pictures of, of people. And they can probably use that to make, you know, different AI-generated faces, too. Like, the, the website of, like, this person isn't real. And it literally shows you just pictures of people who aren't real. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, this person doesn't exist. I don't mean, Snapchat does that kind of too, especially with like yeah. memories and stuff. Like, yeah. they don't store, uh, they do store every single picture in they Snapchat. Just don't, they just don't look it's at just, it, apparently. It's just not looked yeah. at, but 
the fact that the memories are like hard saved into your device means they're storing it on their server. So like those yeah. all those images and memories like people save in there, even if they're the worst things ever, like they are there forever and it's probably Snapchat can make a database of pictures and eat that face app alive, probably. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, you know, even with like they've had the facial like facial recognition feature on their app for I don't even know when that came out, probably like at least four or five years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not even, okay, so let's assume that your face was absorbed into the database of FaceApp. Um, what could they do with it that they couldn't do with your Facebook profile picture? That's already out on the internet. If you yeah, Google, if you Google your name, you'll probably, it'll probably pop up yeah. with your Facebook profile picture yeah. or like even things that other people posted that are public mm-hmm. that you're inside face. of it and you're tagged. <laughs> um, yeah. That's why I'm not super, like, I'm honestly really not that paranoid because it's like the, everything's out there. Like, my picture, my basic information, it's like, honestly, who cares? I mean, in my opinion, I don't really know what they're going to do with it. I don't really, there's nothing, they, I have nothing to hide. It's like, you know, I'm not some dude with a lot of secrets here, you know, needs to be protected. It's like, you know, I personally don't care. I mean, that's what someone with a lot of secrets would say, you know. I mean, the, the scary thing is they could possibly use it for, like, I don't know, s- sort of, say, spies or to commit a crime and then use use yeah. a, a person that's not their, them, their likeness and then that person gets jailed instead of the person that actually did it. I mean, I mean that could be a possibility, but you still have the issue never with know. Facebook profile pictures then, you know, yeah. it's, it's all on the internet anyway. Um, it's not like they couldn't just go find a random person on Facebook and do that. It could also be you. I really think that like the time when we'd have the most trouble, um, like we, when we'd be in the most trouble is if we ever developed like the Mission Impossible, like face, like flesh masks or anything. Oh, like that was, that would be, you know, if they could put together an AI sort of based like technology to actually um, just like map out your face essentially and make an actual mask out of it, that's when it would actually become dangerous because then you can commit, you know, if you were a criminal, you could commit a physical crime with someone else's face. Now, you know, it's only really just, you know, stuff that's like a video or something of it, but you know, if they could somehow implement that to a physical form, that could get really dangerous. Yeah. But. Okay. I don't really know if that's ever going to happen, honestly. I kind of hope not. I yeah. would be really, <laughs> really hope not. That would be... I mean, it's... Oh, gosh. gosh. That would be nuts. I mean, it's already scary of all the things that Google and Facebook have about everyone and, yeah, and I mean, the control that they have. Yeah. Um, I mean, all this data is, you know, there's a lot of good things that could come out of it with, like, deepfakes and stuff. I really just don't see really what the real plausible benefits are of it. There's a lot of just, like, fun things you can do with it. it, I mean, probably. Like, there's a lot of fun things, like, oh, I can change my face or whatever. But it's like, I can't really see any goods coming out of it. I can see a lot of bads. Um, I mean, shoot, we talked about the porn thing, and then there's the whole point of, like, politics. And there's so much room for other kinds of manipulation rather than just, like, the digital aspect. There's a lot of money-making aspects of it. I mean, like with the porn industry, it's huge. I mean, yeah. 
it's absolutely sickening how much money they make off of that every single year, every single day, probably. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, and just like with politics, that's the thing that probably scares me the most is, you know, you can make a vi- like they Even in the last election, they had videos that came out right before the election, like two weeks before the election, trying to sway people's opinions and like say, oh, don't vote for this person, vote for this person. I mean, each party was doing it. And so um, I just really think that, you know, this year in 2020 or this election cycle in 2020 could really... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I think it would probably have to come from an anonymous source of, like, a deep fake per se. Like, you know, they're not going to openly come out, you know, with one candidate against another candidate. But, you know, it could definitely happen. And there could even be, like, a video of a, a candidate, like, when their face isn't super easy to see, but you can still hear the audio. And it would it, be plausible for that, you know, if they could have said that. And, you know, they could just slip in some audio recording of some impersonator or something and, like, perfect it with his other actual voice. I mean, know, they could voice. also even just... I've seen people that were there, they're able to take clips. Yeah. Just clips of the person talking and combine them together and, like, change change the, like, sound because each video is going to be different sounding. Um, yeah. And it, like, basically sound... Like, that person saying a sentence that he never even said that sentence before. Yeah. It's I the mean, craziest thing. It's kind of, like, I guess a similar technology to, like, Siri or, or you know, Google uh, Assistant or Amazon Echo. Like, they they're sound pretty fluid, you know, whenever you talk to them, and I doubt they have them record all these sentences all at once. They probably have a few that they just record a whole sentence in the same tone and the same nuance of, you know, of it. And so... Um, but with, back with Siri, it sounded very robotic. Like, they would say one word at a time almost, and it just sounded really weird. But I think that, you know, like, AI and machine learning and stuff could help blend together those sentences and try to pull certain words from certain speeches and stuff or whatnot or certain, you know, recordings of them that will all sound more alike and have similar, like, sound tones and whatnot so it can more it can match better. That would be really cool, and especially for next week's podcast about yeah. machine learning and yeah. AI. Mm. Yeah, we could talk more about that later. But still, that falls in the category of, of manipulation. I mean, you're, you're manipulating sound bites mm-hmm. um, to sound like one actual legitimate sound bite. And the thing is, like, you don't have to have them saying a super long, th- you know, spiel. It could literally be, like, one sentence and be like, oh, my gosh, they said that? No way. And, you know, I could totally shift the... Um, the direction of, of the whole campaign for that person. So yeah. there's a lot you can do with audio, especially like studio grade stuff. I mean, you get anybody and you can alter so many pitches. You can alter anything when it comes to music, especially with any kind of soundboards. And it is quite quite ridiculous how crazy that can be with sound. Like I just, hey, I think things in the next ten or twenty years is going to be quite wild when it comes to our like political things and of anything like that nature whatsoever. Yeah, and it's definitely the older generation that you're going to try and fool more. I mean, they're definitely way more... Um, gullible? Gullible, yes, that's a good gullible word. Gullible, and they don't understand how technology... Yeah. Like, what technology can do. Like, they can... Of course, some people can, like, work a phone, get on their computer and stuff like that, but, like, to actually know 
the things that the computers and technology can do of manipulating yeah, probably, voices, images, yeah, they videos. Don't even, it's just crazy. They probably don't even know that you know this is possible, and so they'll see it and automatically think it's fact. Be like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have that second thought of like, oh, maybe this isn't real. Maybe this needs to be fact checked. Maybe this needs to be looked into further. They'll just be like, oh my gosh, you hear what so and so said, and just you know they have an immediate opinion and a lot of them are so opinionated to where they hear one thing, they will stick on that yeah. Oh, yeah. and, you know, nothing else will change their mind. Yeah. So I think it's been really, really interesting now because, like, this younger generation of voters and stuff are actually, you know, they've been around this a lot more and they're, you know, more quote-unquote woke to it. And so um, it's just going to be interesting because it's like a 50-50 sort of battle of, like, the older generation versus the, the younger generation now. And so... I mean, my parents fall into that category. They're, they're up in the age, like they're they're definitely a lot in the older generation, and they have nothing like technology related at all. Like they, he learned how to use an iPhone just for like this battery pack he has in his back, and I taught him once like to do like a little bit of a smart TV when we did have internet over there. But they don't ever need that. Like my dad just sits and reads the newspaper like old school, and that's kind of like how he gets his media, except from like TV. He watches TV a lot, but like. Yeah. They they wouldn't be able to ever tell the difference between like CGI fake things any kind of manipulation because they're just not attuned to that at all. Yeah, there's I've been trying to like tell my parents a lot about it just so they can be aware of it because they definitely like if they see something they'll definitely believe it's fact if it comes from you know you know a certain news source. Um, but uh, it's you know something that they definitely need to be aware of in this election. If you know they can really learn to look out for it, then it can really help them discern what's fact and what's not. And so. I think that's extremely important to first educate people at the fact that it's possible and what it can do. Um, and they just, you know, need to definitely look out for it because they, they're literally the ones who are being preyed on by this, by this certain group of people who are going to be making these things. And, you know, maybe not this election cycle or, you know, in, in the next three, four years it will happen, but, you know, beyond that it's extremely highly possible that it can become so, so good that you can't tell, even us. So I sure hope not. Yeah. <laughs> So something that I talked about in my blog um, was photo manipulation and more of doctoring, um, like in Stalin, of doctoring out images of like people that he just like didn't need anymore or oh, like yeah. like political yeah. enemies or even allies that he didn't need anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of think that that's. A little bit concerning of how you can just like, oh, I don't like this thing, or I don't like this person, and like it's a photo of many people, and you just you just edit out that one person, and then they can just like, can be completely, almost erased. Yeah, completely just erased from history. I mean, like the victors write history, people who win write history, and so you know if literally, like nowadays, if there were like a big you know event or like war or something. And at the end of it, it could literally, like, doctor and change what happened just by the documentation of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nowadays, it could completely just take out parts of history that they just don't like. And crazy. it's crazy because it's like, you know, we might never know the difference. Like, we, we could, there could honestly be things in the past that, you know, they just don't teach us in class that happened, but they just, people didn't want to know. And they just, you know, tried to erase it, per se, from, from history. So that's, I don't know, it's... It's crazy, but I feel like there's just a lot of stuff that we don't know about when it comes to all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. Boy, that, that preys on a huge topic. That yeah. Is, wow. Yeah. 
Nice. And I mean, they've been doctoring images for ever since you know the camera was invented. Oh yeah, I mean, there yeah, was photos true. of Ulysses Grant or whatever riding that horse, and apparently he never took like a picture like that. They took like five different images from the Civil War. Like there's this background they had, and they had one where he's standing in front of a tent was the original photo, and they cropped yeah. him out and put him on a horse, <laughs> and he was standing just in a way where his like left leg could hang over the horse, and his right side looked like he was like straddled <laughs> over the other side, and. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's like that was back in the eras of the Civil War. Like what? Yeah, what I saw. Kind of I saw that. I think that? it was like the horse from Teddy Roosevelt that he was riding, <laughs> and so they like cut. They cut like half of um, Ulysses S. Grant's body, and then like attached it to his his um. Dino Roosevelt's legs on top of the horse, and then of course the the background was different and everything. Yeah, and there was also those uh, those images from the there's like a like two young kids. There was this photographer, and he had like these young kids who would like be in the photos, and they had like these fairies or something that he would. I don't know if he like made oh, them yeah. and put them on the in the picture or something. They were like these like magical sort of like fairy looking things. Yeah, and people believe that they were. Totally real. Supposed there to was, be proof that there were fairies. Yeah, there was one actually like really big author, I think, who wholeheartedly believed that it was absolutely 100% real. And he was like a huge advocate for like, this is real, like this is proof. And it was, you know, that was right after, or that was pretty pretty soon after the camera was invented or after it was really starting to be used um, a lot more. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the Great the British cast. Fairy Hoax, How a Bunch of Kids Fooled a Nation. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Is that in England? Uh, Great British. Yeah. yeah that's Inspiration can come from anywhere. Uh, yeah, like they had the whole world fooled for a while. I mean, people thought that there were other magical sort of creatures in the world, and it was just some kids kind of messing around and... Mm-hmm. Taking pictures of these, I guess they were models of what they, I don't know, I guess they, they made the little models of the fairies or what, I don't know, but it's just, uh, it's kind of strange. It's very strange. <laughs> what about like dating profiles and like catfishing? Oh, oh God. That's actually, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. catfishing. I forgot oh, that. That's such a big topic. I mean, there's like straight up catfishing where it's just not even the same person, but there's also... Just like, trolls. There's also a lot of like things that you can do to manipulate pictures of yourself to make you not even really look like the same person. Oh, that and was so bad. That happens so much too. Tinder's a huge, huge repertoire for that. And then it's bad. I think that is not okay in any way. It's that should be a crime. I think that should just not be a real thing. I feel like Damien's gotten catfish. I have not been catfished. There's been no episodes of that happening. I, I thought catfishing, that, if you catch the person, it's is a crime, or is it just like I don't think it's a crime. Uh, we it's suggest like you like very frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like hey man, that's not cool. Um, but some people just do it for fun. Just like they don't really care. It's just fun. For oh them. yeah, it's just like. I know people who've done social tests doing that. They, like, manipulate themselves to look a lot better, and then they make a profile of their normal self, and then they make a profile of their, like, esteemed self, and then see how, like, matches compare, and it's just, like, how much more, like, statistically do girls or, like, whomever they're trying to match with go for, like, the better-looking one over the other profile. And mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of cool that there's that kind of stuff, but also 
kind of a jerk move to be. Yeah, I mean, it's just straight up lying. I mean, <laughs> like that. I mean, I don't know. It's like the, I think there's an app called Facetune. Oh yeah, um, where yeah. I think you have to pay for it. And I think a lot of yeah. people do pay for it. <laughs> there was like some and type of a scandal that had to do with. I don't remember. Go on. It's, it's a pretty oh, good. You know, it's it's basically just like Photoshop for your, your face, like very basic yeah. tools of like you know erasing your pimples, but um, oh, <laughs> or just okay, yeah. your wrinkles in your face or make you look a little sort more of tan like the, or, sort yeah. of like the thing that um, Snapshot does. Of yeah. like one of their filters where it like yeah. clears your face. But yeah. you have more control over it, basically, Snapchat. is what yes. you're saying. It's like you can you can literally doctor just a still yeah. image of it, like an actual selfie. You can just, like, it's basically just Photoshop before your phone. I mean, you actually have to upload the photo to your computer and doctor it all yourself, which that's what people usually do for professional photography, which I think is fine. Um, if you're taking, like, a family portrait or something or your senior pictures, yeah, you're going to want to, you know, try to make them look really good. But um, I don't know, when it's used to, like, manipulate other people in the way of of the dating scene, mm-hmm. that can be kind of, that can be, that's just not nice, man. That's just not nice. That's why, you, that's why you get the Snapchat details first before you do anything, because at least that way you get some form of constant communication. So that's like a good tip for y'all. If you're on a dating site, get them Snapchat digits, because guess what? It'll save you a lot of rough times in case you ever have those catfishing moments. And, that's just meet him in person. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop being on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Go, have a con- go have a cup of coffee with somebody. No one, come on now. Come on, people are scared of that, don't you know? It's, it's, yeah, it's stop a being fear. a bunch of little wusses. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> Brett, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> no, but... It's uh, <laughs> not what matters. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've put myself out there a few times. I've learned. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. This is a dating, this is a dating podcast now. Oh, <laughs> dating podcast now. That's <laughs> no. no. Stay on We're going back on topic. Digital manipulation. So I was actually thinking... What do you guys think about Snapchat, um, like manipulating your face in the um, in just like the default camera? It does so that in the default. I I thought I remembered reading something where like it changes it just enough where like well, you can see a little bit of a difference between the. Well, the Snapchat's is like it's not a it's like a it's like a mirror. It's not an actual like if if you notice if you take a picture with your Snapchat camera and if you take one with your like actual phone camera, mm-hmm. your phone cramp camera is like how other people see you, um, like it flips it, and but your Snapchat camera is more just like a mirror image, so it's like what you would see in the mirror because like what the person who you see in the mirror, like that's not how you look to other people like you look like the inverse of that, and so hmm. my left hand is going up. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, and it's weird. It's definitely kind of confusing, but. Um, no, but like once you take the picture, see? Once you take yeah, because see, oh, it flips it. Oh, you're right, it flipped it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're right, because the camera flipped. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's so, why when people take those selfies in the car or whatever, it flips it, and it, yeah, looks, and it looks really weird. weird. It looks oh, because it's on the right. Yeah, like yeah, you, it's driving on the right. A, yeah, if you took a picture in the like passenger seat and like it was like facing at the other person, it would look flipped. It would look like, you know. You were driving in England, but um, huh. uh, that's really weird. But yeah, I mean, it, technically, yeah, you you look different on Snapchat, I guess, because it's what you think you look like whenever you see yourself in the mirror. Wow, what a mind blowing thing! I wonder why um, the cameras. So, like, when I when I was looking at myself in the camera, I was I was holding up my left hand, and my camera itself was holding up 
its right hand. But then when I took the picture, it flipped it so that I was holding out my left hand in both, like if I was looking at myself yeah. through the camera. So I wonder why it does that. Yeah, for the I'm not really sure why. Cause like, I, you know, I've had like a picture of myself or something before taken with the actual camera app. And I'm like with a group or something, I'm just like, that looks weird. Like, that just looks strange. And I'm like, oh, well that's because it's not actually how I, you know, think I look. That's how you actually do look. Um, like your perceived, you know, look of it, or you know, I guess how, you, how it's perceived how you look is different. I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's very confusing, but... <laughs> so I don't... Uh, more on the topic of photos, so I don't really know if this would be considered manipulation, but you know how at schools they have your school photo or whatnot, or senior photo, and then you have to, like, buy the, the senior photo or whatnot if you want... <laughs> If you want the photo without the watermark or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, like, I've heard of people that, like, are good at Photoshop, and they just completely erase the, the watermark and just get a free photo. Yeah, I mean, essentially, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can totally do that. Are, are they, do you guys think that they should be allowed to do that? Because what they're doing is they're selling yourself back You're, to you. Yeah. But you're also I don't, paying for the services of the person who took that picture. That's true. But literally, they, they and have... that was a phone call, everybody. They have settings. <laughs> they literally... <laughs> the companies that do it, they've done it so long that they just have settings. Yeah. That they just do the same setup. They don't they really take have to do this, anything. They you take can, the same... You can take 300 pictures. Pose for every you know, every guy. Yeah. They take the same pose for every, every girl. And the only difference is... is do you want the they do a, they do a little bit of lighting yeah. and post and I mean like, I guess that's their business that's how they make money I mean they have to make money somehow they can't just take pictures for free I guess yeah. I mean that's the same thing where it's like oh you know I guess it's different if it's a picture of yourself but if it's a photographer who's taking a picture of like a landscape and he's like oh do you want to buy this picture well, yeah I mean it's but it's gonna cost money he's not just gonna give it to you so also I guess you know you can't just take a portrait of like a professional portrait of yourself. I mean, I guess you could with all the equipment, but if you don't have the equipment, just pay someone else to do it. You know? yep. But it is, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, you know, it's just this strange thing of, like, paying somebody else for a picture of I mean, nowadays, you. though, our, like, our smartphones, cameras are, like, pretty advanced now that you could probably just take a really good photo just yeah. using a phone where you wouldn't even need... Um, professional photographers for schools anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the Apple announcement today with the new phones, like, their cameras and those are incredible. Like they, I mean, I don't know how doctored some of the, um, like, the video was, but they were saying, oh, this was shot natively on an iPhone without any other, like, special equipment. Um, and it looked insane. Like, it looked literally like movie-quality stuff. And, you know, with the photos as well, I mean, they have, like, an ultra-wide lens on them now, and they can do... A lot of things that DSLRs can, that they can do at you know at a lesser price, um, yeah. but still at the same time. Just, pricey, so. I just yeah. At the same yeah. time, it's getting close to where they're almost the same price as a DSLR, so it's like just buy the camera. Um, <laughs> if you're only going to use it for camera, yeah. yeah. Pictures. I don't really know too many people who are making their sole like income of just being like an iPhone photographer. I bet there are people out there. Yeah, probably. Have you heard of Instagram? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like, you know, a lot of these, you know, famous photog photographers are sponsored by these big 
companies like Sony and Canon and Nikon, and they have all this crazy equipment. But I don't know, maybe we'll see that in the next couple of years. You know, a guy who just goes around with his iPhone and makes, you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year just <laughs> traveling in his van. But <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Paid to manipulate. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the pictures that you see on, like, National Geographic, a lot of them are probably heavily doctored. I mean, lots you know, lots of the, lots of photos that are just, you know, there's so many photos that are just extremely vibrant and stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's all, you know, they work on it to bring all that stuff out. Like, all the colors, they make it pop a lot more. Lots of photos of space from, like, the Hubble telescope, they put ultraviolet, you know, lenses over them because you can't see it normally. You'd have to filter out the ultraviolet light. Um, but it's just, like... Oh, it's pretty neat, though, just to kind of, I don't know. I mean, it, it would definitely fool me if I didn't know, and I looked at the picture, I was like, wow, I really want to go there. Like, I want to see that. And you get there, and you're like, well, this doesn't look quite like it, but, yeah, you know. I've had that issue, too, with some vacation spots we've seen. It's like, no, these people spent so much time at this one spot for this certain moment to capture this one shot to make this thing look the best it could be, and mm-hmm. then when you get there, you're just like, well, this well. It's cool, but I wish I could see what that person saw, and that kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a good discussion, though, guys. I think next week we're going to be talking about all oh, the good old AI Ooh. and machine learning. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's, when, when the robots learning. take over the world, guys, this is GeekPod signing out. Bye. Adios. Welcome to the podcast. We are. We are. We are. The Geek Pod. The Geek Pod. Welcome to Bikini Bottom. Geek Pod. Welcome to Bikini Bottom. Ah, Gulagoon. Scoob. We're having a rough time. Like Scoob. Let's get the heck out of here. <laughs> <laughs>